0: You're listening to The Drums TV Talks. I'm Hannah Bowler.
1: And I'm John McCarthy. In this series, we're going to explore all the new ways that brands can advertise on TV, from the classic ad break to the weirdest branded partnerships you could possibly imagine.
0: We'll be speaking to the top TV exec, media owners and ad tech firms helping to bring about the future of TV.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Hello to my lovely colleague, John McCarthy. This week, you're going to be very excited to hear we are doing a podcast about Love Island. That's excitement for John, by the way.
1: That's right. I watched Love Island this year. Yeah, it was my first ever season of Love Island. And I understood why it's such a, a sensation amongst the masses. You know. Let's not get smart about things. It's just a it's a nice, safe, warm space where people connect to each other on a deepest level. They don't talk about politics. They don't talk about themselves. There's no hobbies, there's no interests. There's no conflicts. It's just about finding love. And who can't just live with that? You know, that is, and this is a marathon. This is on almost every night of the week for, I don't know, is it eight weeks? Yeah. Basically, a baby could develop a full set of teeth in that time. This is a commitment. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Fact check, please. Um, So, yeah, I was really rocked this year. You know, I was uh, on the journey of Ek and Davide. You either know who they are or you don't. Um it was uh it was, uh she was she's got an interesting background. She was the winner, you know. She had apparently starred in a Turkish soap. So I think she knew how to act and have drama. And boy did she bring it. What compelling viewing. Even for a, a sluggish caveman like myself. Um wow, what a great property. Wouldn't it be great to sponsor such a thing, Hannah?
0: Well, I was going to say, confession, I don't really watch much Love Island, but I'm such a geek for TV and the business of TV that Love Island holds a very special place in my heart. I love doing the ratings. I love seeing what's happening with the format. I like seeing how ITV have grown this show from its origins, and I like seeing, because I am a geek... The interesting ways they integrate sponsors into the show. And that's not me being sarcastic. I actually genuinely am very interested in how they integrate sponsorships into the show. It's a show like no other. No other format can do the things that it can do with its brand partners. And I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. The Love Island water bottles. Back when the format started, I was like, wow. ITV, you've nailed it.
1: That's the future of TV. That was it. Um, every show gets a water bottle. You get a water bottle. You get a water bottle. I see that we've come at this from, from very different angles. I love Love Island with my heart and you're loving it with your head. And uh, I think if we were on the show, we would be incompatible with, with these approaches. But, uh, oh, magic, magic, magic.
0: Well, I was giddy with excitement when I got to do this podcast because I lined up the Love Island sponsors to talk about how the sponsorship went. And I had a blast. I loved it. I loved it. So I have got interviews with Eve Williams, who is CMO at eBay, who was the first non-fast fashion sponsor of Love Island. Also, so here for it. I'm a big eBay fan. I love buying my secondhand clothes. I'm
1: not here for fast fashion. Uh, we we call it we call it pre-loved now. The the discourse pre-loved. has moved on, like you you know, the, on the theme of pre-loved clothes. Let me jump in. I'm also whilst I'm immersed in the world of Love Island, I'm also taking a look for all the integrations and opportunities there. And what I was really impressed with was uh, all the stars. I think at the end of the season, were selling all of the costumes, the ensembles they were wearing on eBay. My partner bid for, what did she bid for? She she bid for one of the men's suits, but it was like a petite man and it was sort of gar- garish colour. Uh, <laughs> she didn't get it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that is how course fans can get to well they went through eBay. You can wear the skin of the people.
0: Also, me and Eve talk about the fact that all of these people that watch the show kept spotting their own clothes that they'd sold on eBay turn up in Love Island and we're having a great time I was like imagine you're like that's my dress
1: it's like trying to spot your cousin at the football in the stadium you're like there he is nah that's not him that's just someone else like him uh, so, so, so that's uh, eBay uh, they obviously signed up Tasha the, the wonderful Tasha as their ambassador at the end of it and uh, she's done a lot of really good work with them since so uh, who else did you get? I
0: spoke to Reddit so I spoke to Laurel Potter who's actually general manager at Reddit and which was a really interesting partnership I think it kind of came out of nowhere remember us getting the press release and thinking that's really left to feel but then it just fits so nicely so Reddit was the kind of official band partner so they did lots of interesting integrations through the Love Island channel on Reddit Um, again she'll explain more of how the actual integration kind of went down but yeah so I spoke to Reddit and then also we just checked up briefly with Boots and their CMO Pete Markey they're our returning sponsors because they sponsored last year so I think it might have been their second year but they've got some crazy they had some crazy stats come out of last year's Love Island in terms of just sales went through the roof traffic was up just some really yeah I think it did wonders for them hence why they kind of came back for a second year and Boots just kind of
1: works It's such a lucrative you spend maybe about 15 minutes of the episode, Hannah, each day watching people remove the makeup and apply the makeup or uh, they don't tend to talk about their makeup because that's not like uh, dating someone. That's an interesting topic and therefore it's off the table. We will not be having anyone arguing about makeup. Yeah, it's just a great spot to champion like self care and all these routines. Uh, everyone's having a chat during their moisturising routine, but it, which it made me feel really guilty. Actually, uh, I just tend to like scrub myself with a piece of sandpaper every night to, you know, just throw some water at it. And apparently, there's better way. There's a better way. Do you not moisturise? Nah, but I'll. I've always had baby soft skin. You know, you know that.
0: Mm. to be fair i like to keep a simple simple routine simple but classic i would describe my routine anyway
1: let's do it we've got a we've got a free parter here how will we stitch this together wow
0: i'm glad that i'm no longer the editor enjoy guys um well laurel it's lovely to have you um on on the tv talks podcast so thanks for joining um I, i think for me, when I saw the Reddit sponsorship um, announcement kind of come through, it kind of caught me off guard. I thought it was really fun, but I just didn't expect it with ITV. It just, it, you know, it kind of kind of came left of field. But as soon as I read more of the details of how it would happen and all the kind of executions, it just made total sense to me. Uh, I would love just to get from you, you know, a run through of the actual sponsorship and kind of
2: some of the executions that kind of went down throughout the series. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me, Hannah. Excited to be here. You know, for us, this partnership was a bit of a no-brainer. Reddit is a platform. You know, it is a community of communities where passionate people come together to talk about a topic. And what's more passionate in the UK than Love Island? And, you know, we really want to pick our sponsorships and our partnerships where we're already seeing heat and what's right for our users And the truth is, you know, Reddit's been a place for reality TV discussions for quite some time. We've actually seen that most of our reality TV subreddits have doubled since 2019. And that's true for a very specific subreddit, which is Love Island TV. So there already was this really great community of 70,000 strong Love Island fans who come together to talk with one another about the show. And so for us, adding a little bit of fuel and momentum where we could maybe bring some new content and exclusive access to this community felt a lot like a no brainer. These are passionate people. They care deeply about the show. And so for us, it was a, an easy win. So we brought in the moderators and asked them what they would think about the partnership. And when we saw their initial excitement, we picked up the conversations with ITV from there. Amazing. So also you put it out
0: to the channel, to get their feeling for doing a sponsorship before you agreed to do it?
2: So the moderators of the community are the, the magicians behind who set and enforce the rules. And they set up these subreddits and they enforce the rules for the community. So really as the guardians of the community, we wanted to gut check it with them. And so brought them in, asked them what they think they would think of the community. And I think in hindsight, you know, these are very passionate people. They care deeply about a topic. And so that passion, when we think of, maybe trialing this again, we'd maybe bring in the community in at the same time as the moderators. Because I think what we found is once we actually initiated the partnership, where some of the magic really started is where the community was engaging directly with Love Island as a brand. So the Love Island brand created a user handle. And when that two-way dialogue came about, that's really where we saw the magic ignite. We actually brought the community in and asked them, you know, who do they want to hear from? We did a series of AMAs where we brought in the people behind the screen the executive producers, the creative directors, and so we consulted the community and said, "Who do you want to hear from first? Who are the people that you guys actually want to ask these questions to?" In the future, I think bringing those community and that group of moderators in as early as possible just helps us make sure that we're bringing together the best possible partnership that will be additive to the community.
0: I feel like I bet they were absolutely loved it, getting to just have your pick of of like behind the scenes people and. Um, I noticed as well, it was like families of like of the Love Island contestants, like it kind of ran the gamut of, of everyone involved in the show. Yeah. So give me a bit of a run through of, of some of the things that kind of that took place during the episodes.
2: Yeah. So our role was the official fan partner. We were the official fan partner of Love Island. And what that meant is that we facilitated this dialogue where the brand of Love Island and fans could come together to converse. And so one of the components of the partnership was Love Island creating the user handle that allowed them to start to have chat, jump into the banter, and actually start joining into the conversations with our users. Some of the other things we brought was, you know, that behind the scenes access. You know, the community of Love Island TV are your mega fans. There is a mega thread that lives on Reddit, which has every Islander who's ever been on the show. You can go there to find out who's had a baby, who's dating, who's not, where are they now? And so as these mega fans. They wanted a bit more. They wanted to go behind the scenes and actually see where do the Islanders eat? What's in their fridge? You know, what's the makeup of all of the experience that happens outside of the villa? And so that was a big part of what we brought them, which was this behind the scenes access. So one part of that was this series of AMAs where we brought in the executive producer, Mike Spencer, the creative director, Tom Gould, who's been with the show for six years, but also the fashion and brand partnerships team. We also created content where users on Reddit could actually see what the whole production of Love Island looks like in Mallorca outside of the villa. And so that was some of the access that they probably wouldn't have gone before, but really the mega fans, that's what they're really after. And then lastly, you know, we gave them access to actually ask questions to the Islanders directly. So we showed up on After Sun and on the podcast where we could actually pose questions that were taken to the Islanders so they could ask them directly.
0: I'm like, wait, how... I'm now intrigued, like what people do actually have in their fridges. Like, <laughs> uh, like to go that deep. I'm like, yeah, okay, that that is an interesting line, isn't it? Um, yeah, <sighs> I was gonna say you, you just mentioned that kind of other, um, like the fashion and the other brand partnerships. So, how much overlapping and how much kind of communication did you have between all the other sponsors on the Love Island show and, and that kind of aspect of things?
2: You know, I think a win was is any brand who was sponsoring Love Island recognizing that their fans were on Reddit and some of the most passionate fans were on Reddit. So I think there was a little bit of overlap where some of these brands were coming to Reddit and wanted to talk to those super fans. You know, fashion would have been one nice overlap where we had the fashion executive from ITV come on to talk about how they style the Islanders, what is the process, what happens when two people pick the same item. But a lot of the advertisers who were also sponsoring Love Island showed up on Reddit to talk to that same community because they know it's where their most passionate users live. Hmm.
0: And then how did you kind of interact with the fans that weren't on on Reddit already? And how did you pull them into that, into the channel?
2: Yeah, we saw this partnership as a great play to not only re-engage users who were already on Reddit and give them some additional content and access, but also we did quite a bit with ITV, knowing their reach on TV and ITV Hub to bring new Love Island fans who maybe didn't know that this fan community existed. And so we saw some really great growth there. So I think that this sponsorship showed us that, you know, Reddit is a really great home for fan communities. And if we can reach them in the right ways, like we did on TV and ITV Hub, we just got to point them to the direction of the community. It turned out to be a place that was both relative for new and existing users. You know, the numbers sort of speak for themselves in that the subreddit doubled in size over the span of the season. And so a lot of that was from net new users who were coming to Reddit that they hadn't tried before we saw that there was this great tune-in moment that happened too. So as soon as the episode started, we had a discussion thread on Reddit where thousands of Redditers were come together to talk about the ongoings of the show in real action. It was sort of like a group chat, but with thousands of members. You know, and at some of the most anticipated moments like Casa Moore, we had over 20,000 comments a day. And so a lot of that was coming from either our existing users or news users that we had brought on. And when we took a look at some of those new users, we found that actually when we can point people onto Reddit into a place that we already know that they might softly land, like being Love Island fans into the Love Island community, they actually retain two times longer than our average UK benchmarks. And so that's giving us a lot of signal that, you know, Reddit as a fan base where fan communities can come together is really quite exciting for us and something we're quite excited to lean into in the future.
0: Okay, yeah. So so taking that concept of kind of going after other shows? is Does it work maybe better in the reality space or are there other kind of like formats or shows
2: that you're kind of thinking "Mm, we could kind of replicate the success of this? I think what makes Reddit thrive is passion. And so where there's passion, that really is, is, is where community and conversations can unlock. And that is especially prominent into reality TVs because it's live, it's in the motion. And I think that there's a level of Theorizing that happens around reality TV shows. What's going to happen next, and why did he or she do what she meant to do? And so, Reddit's a great place for that because you can have that conversation at scale. It applies to any space where there is passion. I think we we see these fan communities coming to life when musicians release their latest album, and fans come together to talk about their thoughts and feedback on the latest album that comes out. Sports is another incredibly passionate space where we see sports communities coming together to talk about the latest games or you know, news about some of the players on their teams. So I think wherever that passion sits, this sort of second screen experience that we're seeing on Reddit, where fans can come together and discuss things in real time, kind of broadens our scope to go above and beyond that of reality TV. That's interesting. I guess
0: it is why it just plays into the live element so much. There feels like there's a resurgence in live, but then there's a lot of different things happening. Like ITVX is, is launching soon, which Love Island will will then go on that and kind of take away some of that live drop and all of those different other elements that kind of go on in the space. How well would this sponsorship opportunity through Reddit work if stuff isn't as live? Or like does it just feel like it lends itself better? So I don't think I, I don't think that was a well articulated question. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Does it does it work as well if it's not a kind of appointment viewing?
2: Listen, this, the subreddit Love Island TV, that has a very prominent user base that are from the UK. But a lot of people are actually from other markets. And so they're actually only catching up on the show the next day. And so it actually works quite well, whether you're watching it live in the moment or if you're not. The thing with the subreddit is the way that the moderators set up the architecture of the conversation is there's a daily discussion thread. That allows people to come together to talk about perhaps what happened the night before or any of the latest news that's relating to their Islanders on a daily basis. There's an episode discussion thread. So for two hours, you can join the conversation right before and really participate in the live action. And then there's a post discussion thread and that allows people to really dump into the theories. And so I think that the power of the way that the conversations are organized on Reddit allows you to span across live or catch up TV. You know, a lot of our media that we were running was on ITV Hub because we recognize a pretty large amount of Love Island viewers do watch it on catch-up, but not everything is live. But the way the conversations are organized on Reddit perfectly allows any user, regardless of how they're watching the show, to participate.
0: Yeah, like you can dip into how you're viewing it. It kind of caters to that. You touched on it uh, just before. You kind of dipped in a little bit, but I'd love to eke out a few more kind of results that you got from, from the partnership, if, if you could share anything kind of um, concrete. I think you just, did you say it doubled?
2: It doubled. It doubled. Yeah. So we had 70. 70- anything extra you could kind of eke out would be great. Yeah, it doubled. So we had 70,000 subscribers to the Love Island TV community before this season started. And by the end of the season, we're now at seventy four, one 174,000 strong. And so double the size of that sub. What we really determine success when we look at the metrics of what really works is the conversation. We are a platform that wants to really make sure that we are driving community and conversation is really what drives that. And so engagement is some of the things that we really look at to make sure that that community and conversation is really thriving. And so that's where we look at the stats around 20,000 comments per day during some of those peak moments that really give us an indication of how successful this was to really foster that conversation. You know, another thing we saw is that when we look at the moments when the show is actually on, that live tune in moment we can almost perfectly correlate to when the show is on for that live participation to see that at times we were increasing to about 70,000 live viewers at any given moment when the show was on. And then I mentioned it a little bit before, but you know, we want to make sure that we're looking at our new users and new users who joined the platform stayed two times longer than if we had brought them in, in our UK benchmarks. And that also applied for resurrected users, users who hadn't jumped into the Love Island conversation before you know, this season really resurged them, brought them back. And we saw that even our resurrected users take 10 times longer than our typical UK benchmarks. And so for us, success is all about that conversation and looking at those engagement metrics is what makes us feel that this partnership did so well. So
0: I'll say rather than, you know, subscribers to, to the community, it's, it's how many people are actually commenting because you could click to be in the channel, but then you might not actively kind of participate. So it's like, that's the metric you look for okay interesting 70,000 tuning in to a live is actually like hit in uk tv ratings some some channels are achieving that anyway so that's yeah there you go well done <laughs> what do you kind of think of the love like just looking forward so you know we've got a winter series coming out and um, there's obviously a new series next year what are your feelings around <laughs> around doing future love island
2: sponsors I think it's it's very clear that Love Island is a very hot topic on Reddit and it is a home of the mega fans for the show. So, you know, I think the, the Love Island TV community is very excited that there's gonna be two seasons next year. I think we've learned a lot and we're excited to bring people in. I think the overall idea of Reddit being a second screen experience is something we're excited to explore. You know, while we can't get into the particulars, the idea of having this space where fans can come together live or not, to discuss something they're incredibly passionate about will see us span sports, music, entertainment. And so we're excited to dig into that next year across multiple different verticals.
0: Do you have any shows like on your mind? Not that maybe you're in talks with, but you just think, oh, I'd love to be on that or like this would just work so well. Are there any kind of like key kind of IP, like internationally UK that you just would love to be involved in?
2: Really, what we look at first is where is there already a community? You know, we want to do what's right for our Reddit users. And the thing with Reddit is it is so broad that you could probably name any show. And there's a a community of fans who have already come together. You know, we see this with some of the big titles like Lord of the Rings, where those communities have already started to break out, where there's a community to watch the show. There's a community to talk about the books. There's a community that just talks about fan art. And so really, any topic under the sun, there's a home for that on Reddit. So I think how we decide our shows next will really be tied to where our users are already participating and where there's already a passionate group of people together in a community.
0: Yeah, okay, I like it. Um, So potential more Love Island on the horizon, though.
2: (laughs) It's clear the conversation on Love Island is going away, not going away anytime soon on Reddit, that's for sure.
0: Actually, one thing I I would be keen to know is if uh, you did another Love Island partnership, what... Is there any learnings or anything that maybe didn't work so well this series that you would like optimize for next or anything new that you would introduce or anything that, yeah, just maybe like a bit of optimizing?
2: Yeah, I think what we'd want to do is is consult the community and, and really bring them into the mix. You know, we saw that worked incredibly well when we asked them who were the people that they wanted to hear from, what's the type of questions that they want to ask. So we are really going to be dictated by what our community sees the most value in. I think AMAs are undoubtedly a really great format. It is sort of synonymous with Reddit, these Ask Me Anything sessions, and it allows you to get to the people that are really behind the screen. And so AMAs will continue to be something that I think our users love, but we just want to bring our community in a little bit sooner and ask them, what do they really want to see from the partnership? In addition to that, I think that behind the scenes sneak peek that you sometimes can get when a brand participates in the conversation is something we're excited to see more of you know, that two-way dialogue where Love Island can actually talk with the users and almost watch the show together. We saw it quite a bit with you slash Love Island, which was the Love Island handle. They were participating in the theories and they were participating in the prediction of what was coming next. So it just makes it feel like our users are sitting at the table with the showmakers. And so a lot more of that, I think, is where our users really see the most value.
0: Amazing. That's so interesting. Yeah, and I like the idea of just kind of putting more to them to kind of drive what decisions you then might make in a, in the sponsorship um, That's really interesting well thank you so much um it was lovely having you and I feel like hopefully there's more more to come
2: thanks Hannah it was such a pleasure to have us thank you so much
0: well Eve it's lovely to have you um lovely to have you come and speak with us today about the Love Island partnership um I think it's probably should we just kind of get into the nuts and bolts Absolutely. Um and and see how things went. So obviously I think with the eBay announcement, everyone was very excited. I think it was such a good win for both the show and then obviously for the eBay. Um, I think everyone was quite ready to kind of get rid of the fast fashion Love Island and um, traditional sponsors. Um, but I just love to hear from you how, how did it go down? Like what, what was the kind of response that you saw and, and you know how, how was it all? How was the partnership?
3: Um, We we were just so delighted by the response and I think that came from us seeing like what what an amazing role Love Island plays in popular culture and in like fashion and in conversations around fashion and obviously there are so many kind of connotations with Love Island and fast fashion and we just felt like there was such an amazing opportunity for us to try and try and reframe that and just try and give people the chance to rethink second-hand fashion and pre-love and give them the chance to see people that they look up to every year in the villa who are style icons themselves showing that actually there's amazing ways to incorporate pre-love into their
0: wardrobes yeah and obviously there was loads of press attention around it so it feels like you know it was a success but I'd love to hear from you kind of more out hard kind of do you have any kind of concrete kind of step in Results that you can kind
2: of you
3: know enlighten us with. So we look at things from a few different perspectives. We look mm-hmm. at like what does it do to people's perception of eBay? What does it do to the audiences that we're trying to reach with it? But more importantly, we are we actually changing some of the behaviours because that's what's really important to us. Um we've been selling fast fashion, we've been selling pre fashion for um for decades. And I think it's it's absolutely integral to who we are and what we stand for, but Obviously, it's not necessarily always been seen as the fashionable choice. And so we were looking to see whether actual changes of behaviors from customers. And it was incredible to see that some of the things we've looked at are our searches for pre love fashion went up more than 700% on Google. Um, well, eBay saw 700% increases from um, more searches for pre love fashion That's on Google, crazy. also. There were 756% more searches for eBay pre loved clothes as well. So it, hopefully, what we were doing was creating that positive change that people were rethinking which was meaning that they were sitting there watching the show and thinking about searching for it and then also coming onto site um, and trying to discover those pieces as well
0: 700% more
3: is crazy yeah 700% more in terms of searches which was yeah incredible and very um very encouraging to see that, that that's what hopefully normally turns into
0: customers going
3: on and trialing it and then yeah continuing to add those pieces to the wardrobe yeah and so
0: what's been the strategy kind of post the series ending and kind of how have you then kind of capitalized on those kind of gains through that period what kind of work have you been doing kind of post-show finishing I think
3: hopefully what Love Island did was create a point in time for people that didn't hadn't necessarily been thinking of eBay as a place to buy pre-loved to rethink it and rethink about those, just, those additional one, two, three items you can put into your wardrobe as pre-loved fashion that can really make a difference and reduce the amount of fast fashion people are having to buy and what's then ultimately ending up as landfill. But as I said a second ago, like, this is something we've been doing for years, but actually we just needed a way to create a conversation around it and to help people think about it as an option. So there's a few things that we actually launched before Love Island, which have helped us to then continue that story on afterwards. So pre-loved fashion isn't just about like your everyday items and your piece of clothing it's also about those more luxury items everything from handbags to sneakers and um, we've done a lot of work over the last year introducing things like um, the authentication process when people are buying pre-loved clothes but at a bit of a higher price point than those luxury items you can actually buy those and trust that you're getting things that are the real deal and you you get that authenticity guarantee from eBay so since we finished the show, there's been focus on making sure that people are still thinking about pre fashion, but then also understanding the other ways that they can access an amazing product that they might not have been able to get their hands on before, whether that was because of the price or because also they were concerned about kind of that sense of the volumes of those new products being made. Um, we've also been really excited to work with Tasha. So, um tasha was launched as our announced as our um first pre-loved ambassador quite soon after she left the villa i think she um she showed um, love island fans this year like what an amazing style icon you can be by incorporating pre-loved into your wardrobe and we've um been absolutely delighted with the response since she's come out as well we've done um, edits on site we've got more to come um as in the run-up to um christmas and party season and i think She's just such a good ambassador and a good, champ, amazing champion for us of showing how you can combine that incredible styling of um, pre-loved with your everyday looks and your party looks as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I've always been intrigued how brand kind of select who they end up kind of partnering with on Love Island because it's never, it's not always, you know, the, the winner It's always, it's kind of a mix of people and it's always interesting to, to know like the reasoning behind that. So you, your opinion was that she was kind of the main person that really showed the, the mix of pre and pre and new love.
3: Yeah, I think she she styled her. Self with such um, confidence over the course of the show and I think there was a pre-loved wardrobe in the villa that um, all the island has a- had access to and it was amazing seeing actually both guys um, and the girls wearing those pre-loved items and sometimes those being worn multiple times which is what we were trying to get away that actually you can share those looks and you can share those styles amongst your friends but I think what Tasha did was just as I say tuck some of those looks like showed like what an incredible style icon she is. We, like we know that she's, her background is in fashion. She's a model, but also like she's got an amazing point of view and she talks about it so proudly. And what we've been, um, what we've loved working with her since she's come at the villa is how passionate it is and how passionate she is about the Sarah and how much she cares about it. And, um, actually working with people like Brett from previous series as well, who really care about um, changing the agenda around fast fashion, pre-love fashion, um, has also been another amazing advocate. So um, it's been great to find those spokespeople and those, um, those champions who we hope can kind of can carry on that conversation and still going to, got incredible reaches because they're obviously producing amazing content every day for their followers. But importantly, I've got something to say about it as well.
0: Yeah, it's lovely as well to kind of, you know, keep the momentum going behind Love Island partnership when the series is is off air, and kind of keep those two kind of touch points. Exactly. I think um, we we were lucky that when we
3: when we set up the series, one of the things that we made sure that we'd done was bring on board uh, an incredible stylist who could help us to have that start that conversation from before the show. To make sure that when we're in the show, to have it always on. But then also when we came out of the show, working with people like Tasha. But then in com- in collaboration with Amy, who was our Amy Bannerman, who was our um, Islander stylist as well for the pre-love content, and she's played a really important role in it too to make sure that that conversation, as we said, continues from pre, during, and
0: post the show as well. Yeah, actually, on that, one thing that I think, following Love Island from my position, that makes it such an interesting sponsorship it's just how many touch points it kind of allows brands to integrate with and and just on that i'd be keen to know like what kind of touch points do you think worked really well on this partnership and maybe some others that you know didn't pick up the way that you thought that they would and might need a bit of optimization if you were going to sign another series that kind of thing i think you've got to approach these kind of
3: partnerships like with exactly that, like framing it as a partnership. It's not a sponsorship because the audiences and like the 20 somethings and like into other generations who are also watching love island because it's got amazing reach they're discerning and they expect that they're not going to want they're not going to watch something and believe it's credible or going to listen to it unless it believes like it's been woven in in a really authentic way and so i think the areas that it really worked for us was things like tasha's wardrobe and like seeing how amazingly how amazing she looked throughout the series and the coverage we got in channels like Impress and on social channels and other um, other influencers and content creators kind of posting her looks and talking about them because that's where we saw that there was um, really strong engagement because people were like it was a natural conversation which was which was growing around it so I think I was and the team were like super excited to see the conversation that was generated as they around the content that was produced rather than just the kind of the media that we'd bought. That obviously plays a really important role in helping to amplify it and helping to make sure that people can draw that connection because obviously it's such a new one for, that we haven't that hasn't been done before. And the association has always been with fast fashion in the past. But I think for us it's been figuring out the ways. And if and if we were to do a partnership like this again in the future, how do we continue building on that? And how do we look to the voices who people are looking at people are listening to during the show to have that conversation too um, we love doing things like that we we had certain um big moments in the show we had the parties we had a blue party we had a pre-love party for the prom where um the islanders all wore pre-loved and that gave us an amazing opportunity to kind of showcase all the islanders together um, in the great stuff they're wearing i think some of the other things that like, worked well and created a bit more excitement and hopefully like showed that Again, the authenticity of the partnership. One was the fact that you could actually buy those clothes after they'd been worn in the villa. And that was one of the things that was really important to us that this was all about telling a story of circularity and fashion. You can't do that if you then don't give the opportunity for those clothes to be bought on again. And so there was something amazing about being able to go onto eBay and see those clothes listed just in a really Um, like the way that you or I would do it every on a weekend and you could get your hands on it. And so you'd seen Tasha in that outfit and yes, you could wear that blue dress too. And so something amazing about that. I also loved seeing the stories of people recognizing the clothes that they've sold on eBay and then seen worn in the, then seen being worn in the villa. So there was an amazing gold sequin dress that Gemma wore in one of the early, you know, one of the early weeks of the series that, um, a fan of the show then posted pictures of herself wearing and kind of the excitement that went into like her having seen one of her items of clothing being selected for the show too. So I think when it's real and when people can like understand that this isn't just a sponsorship that's um, kind of done in a vacuum, that this is done, this is something that this is, this real clothes that exist on eBay and Amy and her team had an amazing summer trying to find and select incredible pieces send into the villa, um, and then you see um, you see stories like they got where the gold dress was before. Um, kind of really brings it to life.
0: Yeah, I feel like I read a couple of articles where it's like wrapping together all of these people who are like, oh my god, this is my item. And I remember like yeah. just reading those like in, like in the press. It was really sweet. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like as well. It's like another way for people to feel like they're like connected to the show. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Well, I think. Like- Love Island is
3: such a part of culture and we all watch it for a bit of escapism. But also these are real people that are going into it. And I think they love Island and ITV have done an amazing job over the last couple of years of trying to remind us how real it is. And we see those connections with the Islanders when they come out. But I think even those pieces that kind of from a fashion point of view just makes it even feel even more real um, and your connection. They definitely haven't worn anything that I've sold, but I'll be looking out um, in future if, I think if anything ever comes up.
0: Yeah, to, yeah. to be fair,
3: I'm like, my, I don't think my clothes are actually like worthy of being worn on that. Exactly. I mean, I would, uh, I'd, be, I'd be fairly shocked if they are, but I, I'm delighted for when we see our customers who do get to see their, their things on on the show.
0: This is so true. So, so just kind of to maybe step away from Love Island for a quick second, maybe it's just a kind of like kind of summary to wrap up. I'd just be interested to know what other kind of Formats or what other things you're looking at in this kind of realm, um, and if there's any other thoughts going on at eBay in terms of you know replicating a kind of Love Island model with any anything else, or does it feel like this is you know what Love Island does so well is that it, it's like the gold standard of this sponsorship partnership? But is there any other activations you've kind of been thinking of?
3: Um, well, we've actually we've just launched one a couple of weeks ago, which we are. Um, similarly proud of which is trying to take something like take a show that's like a massive cult phenomenon but then make it more accessible to um everyday viewers too so we worked with MTB to bring back oh. Hit my ride and yeah. that's been right. amazing again because we we thought about like we wanted to kind of showcase some of the amazing um projects that our sellers that our customers and our buyers um, get into redoing cars, redoing like there's an ice cream van in a minute. And actually, again, just do it in an eBay way. And it was so much fun creating the series. And as I say, working with some incredible people that it was an ice cream van that's used as a, um, a hub for a community project that gives out ice creams, but then is also going to host movie nights and was delivered things over um, to different communities during lockdown And that was brilliant because working with MTV enabled us to create content, content like as authentically as would have been done in the past. But then we got to also tell the story of how eBay can be used to get hold of the products. You can't get anywhere else to do up your cars. Um, And as I say, if you haven't seen it, there's some amazing, there's some amazing stories in there and amazing um, car jobs that have been um, that hopefully we've made
0: people's dreams as we've pimped their cars. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really interesting space. This kind of secondhand um, brand's kind of entering it. It's obviously a uh, competitor to you guys, but the Gumtree, Polyoaks product placement deal was also just a really interesting kind of um, partnership as well. So it's just it's cool to see it
3: kind of entering TV in this way. Yeah. I think it's just really exciting to see like sustainability almost like with a small s of like the kind of the, the small things that we can all do to make a positive impact on the planet and reduce waste and extend the life of product that all becoming more of a part of culture and that becoming more part of everyday conversations and in the past I don't think we would have necessarily seen these brands sponsoring the kind of scale of tv shows that we're talking about and I'm just delighted to see that actually this is something that audiences are interested in and that we can play a role in that as well and hopefully we'll only continue to see that more. Yeah, I hope so.
0: Other eBay and gumtree addict, self-confessed addict. I it's really, it's really great to see. So I'm Amazing. So very pleased. Um well I'll let you go. Um, but thank you so much. It was just lovely to chat with you. So Pete, you you joined uh, Love Island in 2021. That was the kind of first time Boots kind of entered the frame. Um, what was kind of behind some of that? And how did, how did the kind of the project with ITV first emerge?
4: Okay, so Love Island and Boots. So I had a great conversation with ITV um, in my early months in, in Boots around ways we could work together. And, um, and and they pitched the idea of doing Love Island and um, it was so attractive because we were just at the stage of wanting to reimagine boots and show boots as being uh, really relevant for people's lives today and also wanted to introduce a whole range of new beauty brands that we put into boots through the pandemic and a bit before that people were obviously a bit less familiar with. So it's a wonderful coming together to be the beauty partner of Love Island to introduce people to the new side of Boots and what we offered in a a fresh and slightly, I guess, unexpected way. Uh, And it was a really big success for us. We saw brand scores strengthen. We saw brilliant engagement from uh, suppliers who wanted to get their products uh, in the villa with us. And also, importantly, from from new audiences, really switching into the brand and what we were doing. Also taught us a lot about running an almost 24-7 social media operation, driving really good – impactful, uh, timely, relevant content that people could engage with, both to enjoy the show more, enjoy the Love Island show in the moment more, but also enjoy and shop the show and shop the deals. And that's one of the things I love about Love Island is it's uh, a lot of sponsorships are quite passive. You sort of, you kind of sponsor stuff and you've got a connection, but you don't have much involvement in the program itself. What's amazing for us with Love Island is our products feature in the villa. So you'll see our supplier brands, you'll see Boots & Brands, you'll see number seven, you'll see Soltan in the villa. And that's given us um, uh, amazing presence for Boots to show up in, in a fantastic way. We also have beauty, beauty moments uh, where, you know, the two winners in the last series we, we had a sort of beauty moment together using Boots products, uh, Pampa moments, uh, and more. There's particular moments where we show up with our products here, front and centre. So it, it's been great. So to say we, we've just completed the second year. Um, that's gone really well. Um, in terms of the sort of headline results of what we were seeing, uh, revenue was up over 50% year on year. Um, we had over 157 pieces of coverage around our connection with Love Island. That was a total reach of 21 billion, which is huge, isn't it? Up nearly 500 million on, on the previous year. Media value was up in terms of the products featured in the show. We had number one share of voice in beauty and number two overall. Which I'm really pleased with, given that we we are a we're not the lead sponsor, we're a category sponsor, so to be number two overall share of voice is phenomenal. Uh, campaign awareness um, was up 17 percentage points versus last year, and interestingly, nearly two thirds of those who um, have experienced our activity uh, on Love Island have oh. taken action. So they've seen us do something, uh, and they've they've taken action on the back of it, which is fantastic as well. And in terms of content, we've had just under 11 million impressions. Um, uh, which is incredible as well. So so look, overall, um, uh, lots to share. I'm really, really pleased uh, with how it's done and how it's worked for us. And lots of learnings, I think, for uh, yeah, the potential of what we could next do uh, with ITV in the future. And also it's given us, I think, that confidence in um, you know, running a social media operation, as I mentioned a moment ago, that is almost 24-7 to create dynamism in our content to create relevance and to also weave in, Brand and content with deals and offers and products in a way we've not done uh, so quickly and smoothly as a brand before. Um, so yeah, overall, it's been um, uh, yeah a really great experience working on Love Island.
0: That's really interesting what you said about it helping your social media team. Could you just dig more into that? So you were saying that it kind of gave your social team at Boots better skills because they were so used to doing twenty-four hour coverage.
4: Is that right? Yeah, it, it, it is a big operation. I, I, and, it, and it's one that's definitely worthwhile because the rewards are great in the context of customer engagement, which is what ultimate this is about. We know customers are enjoying the content, they're engaging with it, and they're, as I say, two-thirds of them going on to do something about it by um, uh, you know, either it, uh, engaging with us, buying uh, the products they see featured. Um, and that's really important. And, and, and it is also shifting the down all those really important brand metrics too, which is brilliant. So it, it's... Um, yeah it's it's quite a unique uh, proposition love island is brilliant
0: do you think you might want to do any other kind of formats are you eyeing up any other tv projects that you think could work in a similar way to love island is there anything else on the market that's kind of like caught your eye
4: so i think for for me in terms of where we go next with love island um there's obviously um conversations are happening right now about um the series uh, in 2023 and there's two series um and, um, you know, we, we, we really like the relationship with ITV. We've just got more work to do together to uh, work through um, what, we, what we could do together and the potential of that next year. Um, and actually, um, I think as a format, uh, Love Island is brilliant because it is, it is multi-device, multi-touchpoint Um the bit I'd love to get to is is we're, we've got um, everything we need to do this now is is that you can shop the show and while you're watching the show, the products that you buy, you can have in your hands. So with our partnership with Deliveroo, it was a great example. I could be watching Love Island. I could see a product that I want with a deal from Boots. And I could I could get that deal, buy that product that I loved in the show, and within 15, 20 minutes, Deliveroo could have that in my hands in in my home. Um even before I finished watching the show that evening, is a really exciting prospect. So the potential to do a lot more, the potential to, um, it, 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 I guess, go get get product in our customers' hands, things they love faster, quicker, easier, smoother, with amazing value, is definitely part of a uh, part of what, what we um, what we did. And obviously, the relation, the strong relationship with ITV definitely helps us with that. Could
2: you talk a
0: little more about the shoppable element? Do you feel like? Love Islands helping you kind of learn any more shoppable formats. I know obviously for the um Lord last Christmas and you used QR codes and again in the summer. Is there any kind of things that you've taken from that experience that you're now building into the shoppable TV kind of across the board at
4: On yeah, on, on Shoppable, I think um we've got some really good learnings because uh, back to that the, the immediacy point again. Um you know, having the, the biggest thing as towards really is around our trade plan and having deals that you're ready, you're ready to go throughout the show. So you've got sort of, I guess, reactive codes of things. You, if you see something really take off, you can come in with that particular code or offer. But we, we pre-agree and set up all the deals, you know, well ahead of the show going out. So I think I think that 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 preparation, the amount of time, you know, I can't underestimate the amount of time that goes ahead of the show going out and the readiness for that. And that includes your, which products and brands do we feature, getting the products then shipped over to the villa, which in itself is is, is, a, is, a, is an enterprise to do that. And then having the deals behind that is we, we run it like it's it's a proper project program. So it's not just a campaign. There's so many connecting parts of boots that come together to make Love Island work.
0: What other aspects did you kind of learn? You talked about the social media learnings. Was there anything else that kind of helped you Better prepare other bits of marketing at Boots that wasn't strictly related to Love
4: Island. I think the final bit probably for me on Love Island is just just um, how important the relationship is with ITV, you know. And again, with some sponsorships, it's sort of you, know, you can do things where you know, there's a bit about where does the effort sit. And I, and I think what I love with ITV is it genuinely feels like um, it feels like a proper partnership where ITV want to work as hard as we do to really make it work for each other. Um, and that's what I love about that dynamic. Um, I, you know, and the dynamic of the ITV team with my team and the wider boots team. So we can all claim uh, the success at the end of the series because you know, we've all worked so hard to make it work. And my view is, yeah, as a partnership like ours being successful helps the program be successful, helps ITV. And equally ITV making the show brilliant helps us. So it's, it's this lovely symbiotic relationship. The fun of it, again, sorry, probably then to add is, is, we love working with, I think we work with the majority of the other sponsors in the last series, you yeah, know, with the likes of Jet 2 and others. It's brilliant because you're not competing with each other. You all want the series to win. And so we, we have prize giveaways for Jet 2 holidays. They promoted some of our activity and deals. And so I, I love it. So I think more of those moments, we also work with Just Eat. So you sort go, okay. That, for me, sets a new way of, often these sponsorships, again, sit in silence. You never talk to each other. And our decision this year was, no, no, let's work together for the good of the show and the good of each other. So I'd love that to continue. That's another thing I found quite unique about uh, Love Island. Hopefully, then, through this conversation, you can tell I'm a fan. Well,
0: thanks again, Pete. It's been lovely to have you on and talk all things Love Island. I look forward to seeing what you guys do with the next View series. Thanks again.
2: See you later
1: thank you so much for listening to the drums tv talks we're available on all good podcast providers and even a devoted audio hub on thedrum.com, drum.com which i hope you visit every single day please thank you don't forget to subscribe